Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today, I'm here with Yultron. <laughs> Actually, I think I when I first met you, it was at the Snoop Dogg. I just put two and two At together. Snoop Dogg, like the music video shoot? Yeah. Cool. I was doing the pictures there and I didn't even know it came out. I watched the video and I was like, wow. Green screen oh, is crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was so So cool. we met at a Snoop Dogg video shoot. So yeah. I, did a, I did a song with Snoop Dogg and this group in Japan called PKCs. Yeah. Um, shout out Verbal and LDH and shout out Uncle Snoop. <laughs> but we shot this music video at Snoop's compound and she happened to be there. So your parents are Chinese, but were they born here? Did they move here? Uh, my parents were born, my dad was born in Hong Kong and my mom was born in Taiwan. So I'm oh. half and half. Yeah. Yeah. What made them move here? Well, my dad was super poor. Like him and my grandparents worked in a factory in Hong Kong mm -hmm. for literally like cents. Yeah. And then my uncle who was actually my grandpa's brother was born here just because his dad was, they came out here at an early age, mm -hmm. and like they like worked on the railroads and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's like crazy. And then my uncle, my great uncle, which is like my grandpa's like brother, mm -hmm. like had a restaurant business and was super wealthy. Not wealthy, but made a lot more money than they did in Hong Kong. And then flew my grandparents out here, and my dad and everyone. Oh wow. Yeah. And so. your mom's side? Uh, my mom's side. My dad went back to Asia and met my mom, and then my dad took my mom out here. Oh. Yeah, and then and then when my parents had a little more money, they flew my mom's parents back yeah. out here. Yeah. But what what did your parents do? Uh, my parents were both accountants, mm -hmm. so they both crunched numbers. Yeah. I'm not very good at numbers. Where so. do you get your creative side from? I don't know, actually. My parents are. My dad used to like teach me how to draw, but. He never played music, neither did my mom, so I don't know. I just kind of yeah. just had a strong fascination towards music since I was a kid, so mm -hmm. just kind of went that direction. But you started off more classical, right? Yeah. I um, played piano since I was like really little. I don't remember how old, but I played piano and then I played violin in orchestra. Mm -hmm. I was like that little nerdy kid, <laughs> so that nerd kid that like played, yeah. Violin. Do you like it though? Y yeah, I, I haven't played in so long, but yeah, I liked it back then. Like, I like playing in orchestra. I just had to wake up super early at like 7 a.m. and or go or be at school by 7 a.m. and have like orchestra practice. Mm -hmm. And then you got more into like uh, indie music. Yeah, sort of like being in, in bands phase. and stuff like that. Like, I did. I started my first band in high school, in like junior year, and then I remember like. It was cool. I, I wasn't like super trying to focus and mm -hmm. like pursue a uh, musical career. I started my first band in like junior year mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really pursue it super seriously until, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe like college mm -hmm. sometime. I what? went to UC Riverside. Oh, yeah. what instrument were you playing? Um, I was playing guitar, so I picked that up on, on my own. I remember I uh, was playing violin and my neighbor got a guitar and I was like, fuck, I want to learn how to play guitar, <laughs> that's so cool. And then um, my mom didn't want to buy me a guitar, so I just learned on my friend's guitar. Yeah. And he taught me some stuff, and then 
kind of just picked it up on my own. And eventually, my mom bought me my own guitar. Oh. And then, yeah, I started my band in, like, high school. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. It wasn't like we were any good or anything like that. But when I got to college, I took it a lot more seriously. Like, I sold, like, everything I had to buy, like, an amp, like, a nice amp and a yeah. nice guitar. And <laughs> looked on fucking Craigslist for, like, bands to start or, like, people oh, who were wow. looking for, like, guitarists and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, then we took it, like, you know, then I took it more seriously and then found these group of guys that wanted to start a band with me. But then, like, we ended up being in a band together for, like, a year, right? And I thought I thought everything was going super good. Mm-hmm. And I guess they didn't like me too much or in terms of, like, they didn't like me controlling the project or whatever. And, like, they started another band on their own oh without telling gosh. me. And, like, it's, it's, like, hurt me hella bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I put everything God. into this fucking band. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, man, fuck this shit. And then, like... I just started my own band. How do you describe yourself back then growing up? How did I describe myself or how do I describe myself back then? Yeah. I would say very confused Mm -hmm. and insecure. Yeah, confused and insecure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like wanting to be in bands and wanted to be like, I don't know. I think that's just human nature, right? I think we all go through phases and we all we're kind of confused at who we really are and we kind of just try different things until we figure ourselves out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like school? Uh, I didn't like school. It was like a love and hate relationship. So I didn't like wasting my time learning stuff that I didn't want to learn. But then I also loved learning when I was super interested in it. So like college, for instance, there's like certain classes you have to take, mm-hmm. which is bullshit because I'm never going to use those courses ever. And then certain certain courses I really like and enjoy and learned so much from them. And I feel like has prepared me for life. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you like? I don't know. I thought like I was like a writing major. So a lot of my writing courses were pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I, well, I double majored. I did political science as well. So it took me a little extra long to, to finish college because the classes, none of the classes... Um, were like the same classes I could take to fill out both like majors, you know, requirement mm-hmm. wise. So I had to take extra long to take more courses. But I don't know, I like political science because it kind of gave me, um, it helped me open my mind into expressing myself more, I guess, and having an opinion. Because mm-hmm. most people don't have opinions and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Did your parents push you academically? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they were one of those like typical Asian parents that really wanted me to score high on an SAT. Yeah. And they wanted me to like get straight A's, which I didn't, but mm-hmm. I did well. I, I went to UC Riverside. It's not like the best school, but I wasn't going to like a city college or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Which to like Asian parents is like the worst thing yeah. you can do. What? A fucking city college? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to disown yeah. you as a fucking son <laughs> type of shit, you know? So I did okay, yeah. I guess. At least I let you study, like, political science and writing, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, accounting. So you need to be a fucking <laughs> a surgeon. You need to be a brain surgeon. <laughs> so we can brag to all our friends that you can fix their it's brain. It's literally just about so bragging, I swear. My son can fix your brain <laughs> if you're dying. Yeah. And that's my son. So, just saying. And you can cure them with your music. Yeah, now, so exactly. Whatever. <laughs> when did you start getting into rap? Uh, I've always liked rap, so mm-hmm. I've always liked like Lil Wayne, 
little, little Wayne, <laughs> a Lil Wayne, like Hot Boys, like Cash Money, like the real, like OG Cash Money stuff. Like um, same time you were into the indie music? No, I, I, I've always liked rock music. Like, so I, mm -hmm. I've, I've never categorized myself as like, oh, I'm an indie head or I'm a pop punk kid mm -hmm. or I'm a rapper or whatever. I just, I've always listened to different types of music. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I've never liked to put myself in a box where it's like, oh man, fuck that rock shit. Like, because I had a lot of friends who were like gangsters, like Asian gangsters growing up, and they mm. only listened to rap. So when I listen to rock shit, they're like, oh man, Yolton, you're on that white boy shit, blah, blah, blah. My real name is Yolton. Yeah, way. I was so like, wait, did I? No, no. She's <laughs> just Y U L T O N. Yeah. Um, but like, Yolton, you're on that white boy rock shit, that's so gay, blah, blah, blah. And excuse me if I say gay, because, mm -hmm. you know, when you're kids, you just call people gay yeah why do you put the r what do you mean oh as yoltron yeah um i don't know a lot of friends called me that because at the time i listened to a lot of this guy named del mm -hmm. del the funky homo sapien um and he had an album called deltron mm -hmm. that i listened to a lot and then yeah my friends were like oh yeah del Yol, yoltron yeah. it's you <laughs> It just kind of always stuck. It's been like that for like 10 years. But what clicked to you to start rapping yourself? What made me start rapping myself? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. It was so just all a blur. I, I've made music forever. And I think even in some of my pop songs and like rock songs that I was writing in my band, there was like rapping in it. It wasn't like Tupac rap, you know? Mm -hmm. But it was more... Linkin Park-ish. So I was heavily influenced by Linkin Park. And, you know, I always felt like it was cool to like throw elements of rap because I was influenced by that growing up as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just kind of made whatever I wanted to make and rap just was a part of that. And I guess after a while, like I was going through phases and I just only listened to rap and I wanted to just do more of like poppy, like rap stuff as opposed to making rock. Mm -hmm. And I just went that direction for a little bit. Were people around you, like, rapping? Was it really common for Chinese people to rap back then? Like, no. I, I don't even know myself. No. But I didn't really, like, see... So, this is, like, a, a whole different story mm -hmm. that I'd rather not get into. But one of my best friends died when I was really young. Mm -hmm. I was, like, 15, 16. And he was just, like, you know, hanging out, hanging out with the wrong people. And that kind of just made me not want to hang out with, like, Asian people for a while. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like the ones that I grew up around were kind of not bad news, but it wasn't what I wanted wanted to surround myself with, you know. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just started hanging out with my skater friends more, and like my band friends. So I met like so when I graduated from high school, I kind of just started hanging out with like a lot of people from college, like skaters and like yeah, like band dudes. And I started getting more into like rock music again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. I kind of just like did my own thing, stopped hanging out with Asian people. Nothing against Asian people, I, I'm super proud to be Asian, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just that, you know, at that time, that's how it went, so. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, did you stop rapping and then just, like, were you still rapping in like so, college or like in college? What kind yeah, of music were you making? Yeah, I was like still like rapping for fun, like you know. Mm -hmm. And in college, I was like a super like pothead. <laughs> so I smoked like I'd wake up and like hit a bowl and 
just stay high all day type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, I think, like, every college kid that smokes weed was like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I would just smoke weed and just, like, there was people in my dorm that would, like, cipher, like, outside. And I'd go and, like, hang out with them and, like, like kick some bars every now and then. But I wasn't, like, yo, I'm going to be Eminem and I'm going to be, like, the biggest rapper <laughs> in the world. I wasn't, like, you know, trying to be the, the best rapper or anything. Mm-hmm. But it was just for fun. So I think it all, it all kind of just, like, up to, like, this point, it, it's kind of just been, like, honing my tools as like a musician where it's like so I'll sit, I'll songwrite for people sometimes now yeah. or right, even like sorry. or even write my own songs I'll like incorporate like you know I won't necessarily rap but mm-hmm. like some parts will have like this part that's singing like like a sing rap type of thing and it's easy for me to write stuff like that for people who really want songs like that because mm-hmm. yeah when I'm when I'm songwriting for other people even for my own stuff, I feel like it just makes it more unique and it's not so, I don't know, cliche, mm-hmm. I guess. What yeah. clicked you, or when did you start listening to electronic music? I actually started raving when I was, I don't remember when it was, 2008, 2009, it was like Together as One. Ten years ago? Yeah. Wow. Um, it was at like the Coliseum or something and that was like my first rave ever. And it was like Armin Van Buren playing for eight hours straight or something. Yeah. It was a crazy like trance. Trance was really big back then. It's still big now, but I feel like, you know. Oh, they're letting us walk. Oh, okay. We're walking, we're crossing the street and there's a school bus. Yeah. Bus driver mad dogging us right now. <laughs> um, she hates us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got into EDM music, like dance music. In like 2009, but I wasn't like, I never thought I would be a producer or a DJ or even make stuff like that. I always thought it was really cool, I just never understood how people made it. And you know, I, I used to rave a lot. And then it wasn't until 2012, 2011, 2012, I had friends that were starting to become like DJs and getting really big. And I kind of just followed them because it was just like cool. Like the stuff with like the drops, like trap drops or mm-hmm. like twerk. At the time, like twerk was really popular. So like, what was that song by DJ Snake? Um, I forget, Bird Machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or like um, that little John, um, Turn Down for What? <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Like kind of got me into more like, well, I could, I want to make stuff like this. I think I could make that. And then just started practicing making it. Mm-hmm. Did it ever occur to you to change your name? Because you're going from like, you had already like a rap fan base and you were doing shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought about it. But why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just kind of just like figured like, fuck it. Like, this is me. I'm always going to just be me. And I'm not going to go and just change my name because the music sounds different. If someone's a fan of me, they'll like whatever I make. It doesn't fucking matter what I make, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like now I'm into like dance music and I think it'll always be like, you know, something that I'm passionate about. But I might not make a full dance like album in two years. It might be like rock, another rap album. I don't know. Like I have people that hit me up still sometimes. They're like, you need to do another song like this or like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I, one day, you know, I'm yeah. just not into it right now. Mm-hmm. I kind of just make music for me. And I've always done that. And mm-hmm. I've never really changed. So, so I had yeah. a uh, I had a uh, 
conversation with my, one of my friends. His name is Mod Son. Mm-hmm. And he's like a rapper. Yeah. And I've known Mod Son for, yeah, like 10 years. Oh, wow. And he used to be in this band called Scary Kids Scaring Kids. And they were on the Warp Tour. And I used to, you know, hang around the Warp Tour scene a lot. So I've met, like, Mod Son back then. And um, I ran into him recently. And he was like, yo, man, congrats. You're killing it right now. Like, mm-hmm. like it's dope that you're, like, doing all these, like, shows. And, like, you're DJing now and you're producing. But what's really cool is you never changed your name, dude. You always stuck. Oh. You always stuck with it. And I was like, really? Cool. Because I've always gotten people like, yo, why did you, why did you change your name? Why did you just like still like, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just never wanted to. Cause this is me, you know. Yeah. And where was your career at that point after you graduated college? After I graduated from college, my pa- I just lived with my parents for like two years, mm-hmm. and I had some money saved up. And Didn't you go to Vegas? I did. I moved to Vegas for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, Why was that? For an ex-girlfriend. Of mine. Oh, okay. So I lived out there with her pretty much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I moved back here in with my parents and just kept trying to do music. It, it, was, it was a long fucking grind. I mean, not that I'm anything substantial now, but mm-hmm. it's just... At least I don't have to worry about bills now, you know? Yeah. And I think, for me, that's, like, success. So, it isn't, I don't need to fucking have a Ferrari or a fucking jet or, or anything like that. I think for me, it's like, can I buy whatever I want? Can I eat whatever I want? Do I have a place to live? And I have all those things. So, to me, that's, that's like, the biggest success of all time. For me, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Were you working other jobs meanwhile? Before I, had a, I had a job as an insurance, like, customer service call person. So mm-hmm. I would call literally, like, 200 people a day and wow. giving, giving them, like, confirmation numbers and shit like that. And I got paid all right. I got paid, like, 15 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was chill. I saved some of that money. And, yeah. How were you able to get her name out there initially for more of the electronic stuff? I was actually really blessed. Like, was, I feel like everything doesn't... Everything happens for a reason, and everything is, like, just tied together by fate because, yeah, I, I feel like hard work and stuff like that really does matter, but there's too many, like, whoa, there's too many things that have happened in my life that has proved that it's not by chance, you know, that things, like, just, mm-hmm. like, things just fall into place for some reason, for everyone, not just for me, for me but... Um, but I've noticed that, and when I started dance music, I just had the right friends, and they helped me repost a song on SoundCloud. You know, you know, like five, six years ago, SoundCloud was like the biggest like dance, yeah. you know, um, you know, platform for people to get their music out there that aren't like signed, that aren't on a major label. And I had friends who were, who were huge on SoundCloud that helped post my songs, and I think that's how it all started. And, yeah. What did your parents think of the whole thing initially? They've never supported my music. Mm-hmm. Never. Uh, not until recently, when they saw my video with Jay Park. Yeah. So I have a song, well, I have a few songs with Jay Park. And, um, shouts out to Jay, by the way. Yeah, he, uh, I signed to his label, Higher Music, in Korea. How did you, like, meet him initially? I met Jay at his show 
at the Belasco through my management because mm -hmm. they knew him and um, they introduced me to him and I, I happened to go to Korea like a month from the time I met him and I was like yeah we should work on something and Jay being like the nicest guy ever mm -hmm. was like yeah sure let's <laughs> let's work on something he didn't have to you know mm -hmm. I was like I'm like nobody and I eventually went over there to his studio and was super intimidated by it was like Loco there and like Simon D and mm -hmm. Gray, like all these people were like, you know, at the AOMG office and no one, no one paid attention to me. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, whatever, like, you know, mm -hmm. and like produced and like made their music and stuff. And Jay was just sitting with me like the whole time. I was like, oh yeah, let's go through some beats. And like, I played him a bunch of stuff. And now that I think of it, the songs were probably so weak <gasps> then. Like, yeah, I mean, now that I look back, I'm like, damn, I probably sucked so much. It was like four years, three years ago. Damn. And there was one beat he was like, yo, this is tight. We should like cut to this one. Yeah. And I was like, this one? sure, let's do it. <laughs> and then eventually it happened to be this song called Boss, mm -hmm. which he played on Show Me the Money, which is like a huge Korean show. Oh. It's like massive yeah. in Korea. So he played it on that, and then everyone was talking about the song because it had this trap drop in it. And they did really. They weren't they really, really used well. to that. Huh? They weren't really used. They weren't to the really trap, used to the trap, trap drops drop. then. Yeah. yeah. And then, so he got like Loco on it, and he got uh, Ugly Duck on it, and eventually he told, he told me to rap on it. I was like, me? Like, no, my raps, I suck at rapping. <laughs> and then he was like, no, dude, you should just rap in English. And everyone rapped in Korean, you know? Mm -hmm. So I did it in English, and that song went number one in Korea. Crazy. Yeah. Why did you decide to assign to this label? Uh, more because it's like a family to me. It, it's not really because, you know, Anyone else that asks me to sign to their label, I usually, I'm not interested because I'm doing my own thing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but with, with Jay, it's like he's always, out of all people, even before I made any money or, you know, had any sort of buzz on me at all, he's like the first person to like fuck with me and really be like, yo, like, I'll help you, you know? So mm -hmm. pretty much like when he asked that he wanted me to sign to his new label that he was starting, I was like, yeah, sure course yeah mm -hmm. are you signed with floss now floss um we did like a single together mm -hmm. so with flash adamas i did a song called stronger that came out on high def youth which mm -hmm. is flash adamas's label yeah um which they had started a few years ago but i think it kind of like they took a little hiatus on it and now they're they're back with like trying to bring the the label back oh okay. um so my my song was like their first single back um but i would consider myself you know high def youth as well because mm -hmm. Kurt from Flosterdomus is, you know, shout out to Kurt. He's a super good dude too and has always looked out for me as well. Um, which is crazy. In the industry, you think that everyone's really nice. And I'm like firing shots right now. But like, <laughs> but like people just act nice. Like no one's actually fucking chill. Everyone just, it's, it's all like jealousy and like clout, like bullshit. It's, it's really dumb. But mm -hmm. that's cool. I realized that like, if you want to be successful, you just have to do your own thing and not really like ride anyone's coattail or like try to be in and cool like with anyone. Cause everyone's just out to get their own, like, you know, mm -hmm. their own success and their own money. And fortunate enough for me, I have really good friends in the scene and like real friends, not people that are just like my friend because we're at an event or like, they have something to gain from being like associated with me or wh whatever it is, you know? But I feel like, I don't know, the scene's kind of fucked up and I kind of just, I play along because we all have to, but 
it's just like anything else. It's just like the rap scene or like the rock scene where it's like, there's always just, you know, it's all a competition for everyone, which is really lame because we should be in it together, you know? Mm -hmm. We should be like promoting like the culture, but then like people start arguing about like, well, I'm bigger than this guy. I should play here or I play that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I get what it is because now I have to do this fucking shitty, like, you know, uh, kind yeah. of thing, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Not really worried about it. I just feel like I finally come at, you know, like, I have realized that um, in order to be happy, you truly just have to, like, uh, see what you want and build your own, like, your own world almost and not worry about anyone else because I feel like the more you worry about other people it's just like it just eats at you and you're like oh why is this person doing this yeah. or why does that person get to do it you know and I'm like ah and for a long time I was like that and yeah now now I can say I'm like truly just mm -hmm. starting to become happy and be more just in touch with myself what was the change in mindset from I don't know I think just doing it long enough and seeing everything for what it is long enough I kind of just like it's kind of easy to like it's like almost like a light switch so if you if it's dark you can't really see the light switch right but after a while you kind of like can see the light switch now like if you've been in the dark for a while mm. and then you can just turn it off yeah I don't know that's a yeah. weird analogy but you know that's my analogy mm -hmm. for that I like that how did you meet Snoop Dogg uh through management too mm -hmm. again um so I'm managed by Transparent Agency, uh, mm -hmm. who is co-founded by a couple of my friends and Far East Movement. So they've had ties in the rap world for a long time. And um, that's how they got me this Noob Dog collaboration, as well as a, I did a Bone Thugs like mm -hmm. collaboration as well. What was the decision or like themes when you put out the sushi? What was that? The sushi and everything. Sushi and uh, sushi friends and everything yeah. awesome. At the time, I was just, like, partying a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was really, like, into sushi. I mean, I'm still into sushi. Like, rarely, m more rarely now, only because I, I'm kind of pescatarian, vegetarian, mm -hmm. vegan, whatever people are these days. I just don't believe in eating meat anymore. Especially red meats, chicken, any of that. But sushi, I was really into, like, two years ago. Like, like every day, I would just eat sushi. And... I don't know, I just thought it would be kind of cool, because I would like mm -hmm. tweet about it, I'd write about it, and all my fans would be like, yeah, sushi or die. Because that's yeah. what I'd say, I'd be like, sushi or die, motherfucker. <laughs> and they'd be in, really into it, so. What just, is, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I say that. <laughs> why do you stop eating red meat? Why did I stop yeah. eating red meat? Because it's gross. Mm -hmm. It's like killing fucking innocent, like, beings, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I just don't like... I don't like the thought of like animals suffering for my my enjoyment for a good like five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not cool. What are the your tattoos about? Honestly, absolutely fucking nothing. I think everyone likes to say that their tattoos mean something. Like, eh, well, this is unless you straight up have your grandma's name or yeah. something. It's like, well, I got this tiger because my grandma was. Uh, you know, dreamed about a tiger one time, and like, I just wanted to remember her by this tiger, you know? It's like, no you did, you wanted to get it because it was cool, like, yeah. and it looks cool. Where do you get your style from? My style? Yeah. I don't know. I just wear whatever I want to wear. So some days I'll be like, yeah, I want to wear these ugly shorts. 
I just weren't. Yeah. And today I'm like, yo, I'm gonna look like a cowboy. I'm gonna do an interview today, I'm gonna look like Woody <laughs> from Toy Story. Oh my god, I love that. I love Toy Story. So. <laughs> That's not where this came from. Yeah. But I'm just. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to be Raver Dad or what's the idea behind Rave that? Dad? Yeah. I don't know. That's another thing where it's just like, I just say whatever I, I wanna say. Like the whole sushi thing. I'm like, sushi or die, motherfucker. And people love people it. People soak it all in. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I mean, well, the whole thing I'm doing right now with yeah. my songs is I'm trying to push rave culture back into mm-hmm. the scene again. Because right now it's very bass heavy, which is not bad. I love bass music. I play a lot of dubstep. I'm all supportive of bass music, mm-hmm. period. But it's like, there doesn't need, need to be another dude fucking talking about like head banging and like, it's just so played out to me. I think it's played out, mm-hmm. which is fine. Other people can make dubstep and like trap and I'll f- play that shit in my sets but it's like there's so many like dubstep dudes that are really good at making dubstep now that it's like I can try and do my own rendition of you know dubstep which I have done I don't know if I released anything recently st- of you know music like that but I'm just trying to push more of the culture of stuff that I've grown up listening to and that I've grown up being in love with and I feel like a lot of the kids that are getting into raving don't even know what raving is really about. You know, they're kind of just like, a lot of them are all just headbangers now, which is cool. Like, like I say, like I, like I said, like it's much love to all the bass communities and pushing that, you know, forward as much as possible. But for me, it's like I'm about the plur shit. I'm about like the rave, like about being positive and really having a good time. And I'm trying to, you know, just, like, let kids know that it's fun to, to rave. And it's not just about, like, you know, headbanging. And, yeah, just, like, kind of being that new, that new guy that's, you know, getting people into dance music, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. How would you say you've grown as a person since when you started? How have I grown as a person? Mm-hmm. I think I've grown better as a person. I don't think I was ever a shitty person, mm-hmm. but I do think I was very immature at one point, as we all were. And I think we'll all be somewhat selfish, right? Because we're our own entity. And I think it's a natural thing to be selfish. But I think I'm actually, as selfish as I am now, I'm actually very selfless at the same time like I feel like I care a lot more about other people more now I don't know why I could care more about myself I mean which I do I I don't want people to think like oh yeah well I just like want to like I don't give a shit about myself I I love myself you know obviously and I Mm -hmm. care about myself and what I need but in terms of like I realize how much I can do for someone now I guess and I, I was never used to that so I've never been used to having like real fans, people that are like, you know, like listen to me every day or constantly like just like, you know, send me like messages of just supportive, like, you know, remarks and comments. And for me, it's like, damn, I have a voice. I, no matter how many people it is, if it's even like two people or like a hundred, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I feel like now that people actually listen to what I say and actually take it seriously, it matters. Like, so if I say something really shitty, People might think shitty things about a certain topic or, you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel like everything that I say and everything that I'm about should matter. And before I was like, 
like I said, I wasn't a shitty person, but let's say I'd be like, yeah, man, smoke weed and fucking like, I get fucked up and like blah, 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 I talk about all that shit, which is like what, how Yoltron started, I guess. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just kind of like, yo, I'm trying to talk less about getting high and like getting fucked up. It's not about, it's not a lot about getting fucked up. It's about just, I don't know, doing something more, um, at least for me. Mm -hmm. So I think the bigger I'm getting and the more attention that I'm getting from people, it makes me want to like switch from being, um, I don't know, uh, to be more selfless, I guess, mm -hmm. and to be more about what the brand is, about, about what Yoltron represents as opposed to like, you know, what I need and what I want type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges? My biggest challenges would be to be noticed, to be heard, mm -hmm. and for people to even give a shit about what I do. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with being persistent and continually just, even no, no matter what people say to you, like if they say, oh, this song sucks, or no, you can't play this festival, or you can't play this show. No, you're not big enough to do that. You're, you know, when people don't believe in you and like just, when all these like roadblocks come your way, like I feel like the hardest part is to stay believing in yourself and stay true to your path and not giving up. I feel like that's like the main thing. Like not giving up is the hardest thing for me. Because there have been like a lot of moments where I'm like, yo, I haven't made any money in like two years. Like I'm still living with my parents. Like what the fuck am I doing? Should I get a normal job or mm. like what should I do? And I just never stopped. I just kind of kept going. And yeah. now I'm like not worried about any of that stuff. And now I'm, I'm, I can actually make music full time and yeah, not worry about how I'm going to pay the, the month like or the, the, the rent at the end of the month, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Mm -hmm. Love... Damn, do you have another hour? <laughs> I don't know. Love is like everything. Um, I'm inspired by love. Like being in love inspires me. Mm -hmm. um, having love from like, you know, fans inspires me. I don't know. I've, that's such a like broad question. Mm -hmm. That... I think if there were no love in my particular situation, I wouldn't be where I am. I feel like because like even though my parents didn't support like my making music, they still did because I lived in their house for free. Yeah, it wasn't like I That's crazy. You know, they didn't kick me out. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, okay, so they did support me. They just didn't really want me to There's someone to admit it also. <laughs> yeah, not even that, but it was yeah. like they'll support me no matter what I want to do. But it's like, were they happy with supporting me? That was the thing, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. And I don't think they were happy supporting me. Mm -hmm. um, but now I think they're happy because they realize that I do have fans and I do, like, play some pretty big shows and money's not really, like... You know, with the, with Asian parents, money's always been, like... Number uh, one. Yeah, number one. You, you would know that. She's like, how are you going to support yourself? Yeah. What are you going to do after I die? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's the main thing. And, mm -hmm. I think they're not worried about that anymore. They're like, oh, cool, like, he knows. Because, you know, they see it. Mm-hmm. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for... Mm, 
positivity and my music. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.